Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. (laughs) And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers. Well, so who's talking today? Amy, I'm looking I, at I'm looking at Amy. I'm looking <laughs> at Amy. Clearly, clearly I am talking. Okay. <laughs> no, literally. I guess I'm talking. So Let's, because I know we talked, we've talked a lot about different types of exes that we've had, and it would be great to hear maybe more about your story with okay. your, uh, your hubby, and because um, that was, that was right after Mr. It X. Was during. I mean, I mean, kind oh, of, it was overlapping. I mean, it was, yeah, it was yeah. overlapping. Yeah. We're all one big happy family. <laughs> I know. When I went, when, when I went with Mr. X to move out of your house, um, Brian was there, you were there, all the kids were there. It was when we were all there. Yeah, we were all there. It was, oh, even Sophie was there. Yeah, yeah I was there too. Yeah. Oh. She she came and she was helping unpack well, away. Where was I? No. <laughs> I know. Shoot, my daughter might have been there, but I not there. not that yeah. day. But no. Okay, okay, okay. Nope. So yeah, no. I remember, Mister. I remember Mister X telling me that he was uh, getting to know you. He he had been out there dating on apps and things like that. And I remember him. Um, yeah, I, re- I remember him saying, oh, yeah, I've, I met some gals. That's the one thing. I mean, things were very dysfunctional. But um, we were kind of talking about the people people we were talking to. And I knew that he was talking to other women. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I – it was like mm-hmm. around Christmas time. It was around Christmas time. When a gentleman reached out to me on Instagram. So this is December of 2019. Yeah. 2019. It was actually December 1st or December 2nd. And he popped into my messages. And normally I ignore people. And I actually delete them right away (coughs) because I had been catfished on Instagram. And that was a crappy 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 situation I didn't want to go through that again I well you know what that's another topic we need to discuss yeah and yeah catfishing and Um, all the different schemes and stuff but yeah sorry go on but we will we will talk about that I think that's one of our next yeah coming up definitely needs to be there's experience in this well not that we've been the catfisher (laughs) no no not that kind of experience How to catfish (laughs) by the exes who know best. (laughs) We're not Um, only exes, we're cats. (laughs) (laughs) The claws are out. Yes, that will. I almost think that that might need to be a couple of podcasts. (laughs) So, yeah, I didn't really, I wasn't 
really talking to any men on Instagram. I had actually met a guy on Instagram before I met my uh, Brian. And we did go out. We did meet each other. But in the end, um, he was really disrespectful. He was very kind in conversation, but really disrespectful. And he basically was making claims like when we were talking about women and dating and um, like uh, abusive type of situations like domestic abuse and domestic violence, he was saying it was non-existent. <laughs> what? Yeah. And so it was, um, it was frustrating. I was like, I, I don't understand. He claimed that he had all this information, backed information, and hospitals and centers that work with DV victims ha- really had no idea what they were talking about. And I was like, peace out. We're done. Like, I'm not indulging. Wait. I think I zoned out for a minute. Mr. X is claiming Mr. No, X. No. I had met a guy on Instagram. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I met another guy on Instagram. Okay, that was so, claiming. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So I was like, I'm done with Instagram and men. Like, no way. But uh, Brian had popped into my messages like December 1st or 2nd and said he liked my content on my page. Um, AKA, he likes your face. <laughs> AKA, yeah, he liked my smile. That's what he said. And he actually told me he'd been following me since June. AKA of- stalking. <laughs> AKA, yes. <laughs> but he's, it, I guess, which is true, Instagram um, suggests you follow certain people in your area mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it, yeah. Instagram suggested they that he follow me. Yeah. yeah, I get that all the time. And <laughs> so he was like, oh, well, I really like her page, but, you know, she has a boyfriend and blah, blah, mm. blah. That's what he assumed because he saw photos with Mr. X, but obviously didn't know we were just roommates. So he had been following me from June of 2019, which I really didn't post after that. was going through some personal things. And then December of 2019 came across and we just started chit-chatting and eventually he asked me if I was single and I said, yes, but I'm not dating anybody. I said I was going to give about six months to just like be by myself and be with the kids. And that's actually healthy, but it's hard to do. Well, yeah. Well, and for me, we had gone through, one of my kiddos had gone through a really, really rough time, and I just felt like I can't do everything. So something has to give, and that was just like an easy choice for me. So I I decided that, oh, he he was like, oh, well, I can respect that. Do you mind if we still talk? So I was like, oh, okay, sure, no problem. We'd exchange conversations for like three weeks, and then all of a sudden it's a few days before Christmas, and uh, he had just gotten off of work, and I was like, oh, what you doing? And he said, oh, I actually work at a restaurant, but I hardly ever have time to eat, so I'm going to go get something to eat. What are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm Christmas shopping, and so then he eventually asked me if we wanted to meet. Mm -hmm. So I met him at the Oregon City McMinimins. And uh, our meeting time 
was like five hours went by. We could have talked to each other all night long and into the next, like way into the next day. He had to be at work though in like four hours. Oh no. We talked until 3.30, In the restaurant or where'd you go after? No, it, we just uh, sat in the parking lot and talked forever. Forever and ever. We just talk, 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 talk. Wow. That is a very good sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then, but of course for me, like I'm just meeting some guy I have like a nice conversation with on his radar though. I was like, oh, she's a pretty girl. I want to date her. And um, so he leaned in and gave me a hug and then gave me a kiss on my cheek, which I thought was really sweet and endearing. And then he went in for like another kiss, which threw me off because I'm I am solely there just to have like a good conversation with someone. And I have lots of guy friends and I don't have conversations with them like this about like Mm -hmm. nobody's kissing on each other or whatever. So I just thought it like threw me off. You're dating the you have the wrong friends. (laughs) friends. (laughs) (laughs) You're the ones that go Come here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not those Spurgees. kinds of friends, but no, it's totally true. So he he gave me a kiss and then said, I really liked getting to know you and I'd like to get to know you more. And I was like, you know, I just don't have time for that. Like my life is a shit show because I am still living with Mr. X. Mr. X is doing his own dating on the side. We're sharing a bedroom together, but we are not together at all. Like, what man in his right mind? Right. <laughs> like, to, to jump into this, like, messy story. Messy story. And he, uh, he said that he thought I was worth it. And I had never, I'd never dated a man, never been with a man that was like, your life is so chaotic. I just want to jump right in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my girl wants to say that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we just don't do those things. So he just said, I know your life's busy, so just work me in. Aww. And um, I remember, you know, men and women, we say these things, but it's really like the actions that mm-hmm. prove themselves. So he lived in Happy Valley, Clackamas oh. area. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I lived in, you know, Tiger Beaverton area, and my work is over by um, Tiger. And his job was was in Ridgefield, Washington. So, no joke, one day, he brought me coffee for, like, it was like a 10-minute thing. He drove from Happy Valley to Bridgeport, which Which is is like a 25-minute drive. Then bought me coffee on the way, dropped it off. We talked for like 10 minutes and then drove all the way from my work to Ridgefield, Washington. And how long is that? Is that a four? An hour. Mm An hour drive. And he did that a few times. And was just to bring me coffee. Like just did he have did he have slippers on and a white van? No. (laughs) Because that seems to be a theme. Shoes on. Shoes on. Pants. 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 (laughs) Dress pants. Oh, Oh, nice. Dress pants, dress shirts. I'm a kid. I love men and watches, Uh like nice big watches. Mm -hmm. He has. He actually has a whole watch collection. I mean, I I used to date a guy a long time ago. He loved his watches. Oh, my God. I don't know what it is. Like men and tattoo, like arm tattoos and watches. 
Are you going to get him one? Get him. Well, we've we've talked about it. We've yeah, we've talked about doing king and queen tattoos, mm. but I don't necessarily know. He like when he when he hits something like the table or whatever, he gets a bruise forever. Oh, I don't no. know if a tattoo will actually no. treat his skin very well. <laughs> He's a softy. He's just I'm a bit. <laughs> We'll have to see about that one. But yeah. So I. Maybe you could do a little test with a sewing needle. Like they do in, like, you can watch those YouTube videos with those, those, like, uh, prisoners who give each other tattoos. Oh, yeah. Or like my child who oh, gave my. himself a tattoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, your older. oldest one? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have those tattoo, cat, tattoo kits that you can just buy over Amazon. Oh, well, they also have henna tattoos. That's probably my safer option. Anyway, so yeah, so we, um, so yeah, so then a couple days later, I was, I really, after I left the first meeting, I thought, you know. I don't know. Like, do I really want to invite somebody into the chaos? Do I really want an extra person to, like, look after or have to think about? And the mess with Mr. X was just so much. I just didn't think. I just didn't know if I wanted to get involved. And he kept, Brian kept just checking in on me and seeing how things were. I was really bluntly honest about the circumstances I was in. And he would check on me. And then after a few days, my six months of staying single <laughs> lasted like three days. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of my MO too. I don't I normally to... don't put like, I normally don't put those kinds of limitations on myself. But I just felt like after the personal issue I had gone through and then home life, it was just so heavy. Right. But, um... I was thinking about Brian, and at that point in time, really didn't, it just was easy. I mean, talking to him was easy, um, talking about, like, my hardest, like, my most broken parts of me was easy to talk to, because I felt like he actually cared, mm-hmm. and he was very transparent about that. So, um, Christmas Eve of 2019... He wasn't feeling well, and I had gotten him a little gift, and I asked if we could meet, and so we met at the Cheesecake Factory, and that was our first date. Aww. First we, real date. Our first real date, yep. At this point. <clears throat> and what, what was what was the month or what time? December. It was December. Oh, it was still? just a few days. It was like five days or four after days after your the kiss, first time. Uh, mm-hmm. your, your, ki- your cheek your kiss. kiss. No. Yes. You didn't get kissed. You didn't do. Oh, you no, did. He re- did. He gave me he, a big kiss. After, uh, he gave me a big kiss just before he said the words like, "I think you're worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. I want to be involved in your life." Mm-hmm. And how many guys say that? I know. And then don't so mean nice. it. So mm-hmm. to well, me, sometimes was, they don't even say it. They just well, yeah, push yeah. along. Yes. Right. No. Totally. So we have been doing the Cheesecake Factory uh, Christmas Eve since we've met. 
we always go out and split cheesecake and go to coffee. So tradition. So yeah, so then we had our first date and I knew from that moment, I don't know how I knew, I just knew like I was going to marry that person. When you know, you know. Yeah, I just knew. And my first marriage, we were engaged together for like off and on for about four and a half years before we got married. So the the fact to have something and you just know, like then all of a a sudden comes this battle internally, like you've been hurt Many men have promised you things, mm-hmm. and it hasn't panned out. So what makes this feeling true in your mind, like right. something you could follow through yeah. on? Well, I just knew. And then after that, he, like, proved over and over and over and over again, like, Aww. that he wanted to be invested. So even after – so when he – when Mr. X started talking to you – to Sophie. Yes, to Sophie. <laughs> I guess, Sophie. To you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I point, point to you. I know. <laughs> the invisible camera that's here. Or real camera, but. So when he was talking to you, then Brian and I, that was around March, right? Yeah, March. Yeah, it was around March. Brian and I went out of town, and we kind of talked about, oh, if we're going to get, when we get married. It wasn't if, but when we get married, what was that going to look like? And it was going to be that year. We just didn't know when, but it was going to be in 2020. And so March, we went away on our first trip. He met my parents just before we went away. It was the week of COVID when mm-hmm. the, when life shut down. shut down. We were at the beach. So before we went to the beach, he met my sisters and my parents. We went to this breakfast place and sat at like a round table so everybody oh, could see everybody. That's and when pressure. people meet my dad, he can be intimidating. Oh, you know, he is. <laughs> he is. So, and my siblings were there. And of course, everybody is protective. And so he was super engaging, you know, did a handshake. There was a couple of times where he like put my, or put his arm on my back and my sisters were watching like everything. Right, like of everything. course, yes. And so, my, uh, when everybody parted, my sister texted me, and she said, "I know he really cares about you. Um, the way he like touches your shoulder, or um, you know, just those the body language." She was like, "I there, absolutely knew." There, there's a lot of things that <clears throat> that you can tell, like um, when a man is really invested or, mm-hmm. or truly cares about you because they you know someone will make like in the around the table they'll make a snide remark about something and then they'll just go like yep. make so, sure you're okay like they just yep. like tap Took your their, tap mm-hmm. your arm or put yep. your their hand on your knee and just like I, I I'm here for you like yeah that, that shows it, yeah. Does. Yeah. it does it does and my family definitely was looking for that and <laughs> the so the claws were ready to <laughs> And so everybody had great things, and we went on our trip, and we had fun. And then the last day of our trip, that was COVID. Everything shut down in Oregon, uh, specifically the beach. And they closed down the beach. <laughs> yeah, they you closed down. You may not down. walk on the beach. <laughs> no, no walking on the beach, no restaurants. I was like, well, I guess it's time to That's actually all. true, right? You couldn't even walk Mm-mm. on the beach, which yeah. is yeah. asinine when it's outside. Yeah. 
I remember yeah. that. I remember thinking that was so weird. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was so cold that day and windy. So it was. It it's, made it come home. Easier. Yeah, yeah. It it gets really cold and windy yeah, over it, there on our Oregon coast. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's it when it when visit it visit us, yeah. come visit us. But this is what 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 I've learned that Oregonians tell people that it rains a lot here because they don't want you to move here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a really weird weird time it was a weird dynamic so then we get home so it's covid has hit now we're doing like real serious dating and covid when you're not supposed to see anybody (laughs) i did get shunned from some friends about dating you know when everybody was supposed to be in lockdown so to speak so Mm -hmm. one of us would just pick the other person up and we would go to like a river or lake or a park and then park it and park uh, it well (laughs) And talk hours, hours and hours and hours of talking. Always that talk. continued. Yep. Good. And then I remember. Okay, so Brian needed his lease was going to be ending, and he was going to move in with his parents, and um, he wasn't sure he wanted to move in with his family. Like noise. He works late. Yada yada yada. And so I kept saying, oh, you should move in with me. But, of course, I have Mr. X who is still living with me. But he's not paying <laughs> bills. He's not paying anything. And I'm going further and further and further into debt, like so much debt. It's horrible how much debt. <clears throat> and I just told Brian, I was like, your lease is over. We're going to get married. So, you know, why don't you do life with me? You know, we're going to do this anyway. And um, he was like, no, I oh, just don't I'm think. I, yeah. Okay. He was like, I couldn't Ow. do it. I just hurt myself. Sorry. And he was, of course, concerned about Mr. X mm-hmm. and maybe the words that would be exchanged between the two of them. Mm. Because I'm yes. sorry, when a man lives with you and he's taking advantage of your single womanly income with your three children... It is a defense, you know, any man who cares about you is going to come to, you know. His claws would have been out yeah. then. Yeah. So um, he said no. And in the end, I I think I was like $10,000 in debt or whatever. And I was going to be evicted. We were looking at eviction. And I told myself two things when I got divorced. I was never going to be evicted. And I was never going to file for bankruptcy. Well, I filed for bankruptcy <laughs> in that yeah. interim. And while there's loads of shame around it, it is what it is. Good things happen. Or, I mean, crappy things happen to good people. It, it is It is there for a reason. It is. It is there for a reason. And people should not feel shame. No, they shouldn't. They never. It's, it's when I talk to a lawyer about bankruptcy, he's like, it's there for a reason and it's there to save people. Yeah. And there's too much shame around it that people are not taking advantage of. People are willing to suffer yeah. for decades totally. over their debt mm-hmm. yeah. instead of doing this. Because there are different options. You don't have to lose your house. You don't have to lose yeah. your car. I mean, you know, it dep- they'll do a calculation. I mean, there's a whole loads of yeah. things that you people need to understand about bankruptcy. It is not, it's not all that bad. And, and I think... I, I would love to, because I have some experience too, and I would love to 
yeah, we, for us to talk about a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, we definitely do because there was a ton of shame. Like all of a sudden I'm like, I have done everything I can as a single woman who didn't work for 12 years. All of a sudden now I have been working for a few years. I worked really hard for my money and I worked really hard to pay bills on time and everything was fine until Mr. X came into my life. And so... Yeah, and as some might remember, that's <laughs> what I went through too. I had always prided myself on, you know, having a good job and making good money mm-hmm. and buying things that I could afford and paying my bills on time and having nice things and paying for them until Mr. X came along. Yeah, yeah. and it just slowly sucked the life yeah. out of me. And I just kind of felt broken after already just healed myself of kind of feeling broken through a whole divorce situation. Now I feel broken and dumb because I've let somebody into my life and my like guard went down because he looked different. It was a different kind of dysfunction. It was funny and humorous and... And charming. Yeah, he, yeah. Was charming. he was charming. He was, he was charming. Yeah, he wasn't abusive. No. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't shaming you or anything. No. He was like, I remember him dancing around the kitchen with me and just having fun and, you know, yeah. family game night. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's, it's, it was the it, little things that eventually right. became big things. And so I just decided okay well I'm gonna go through this bankruptcy it's not the end of the world I'll rebuild myself back up again I've done it once before I'll do it again Mm -hmm. and um, then I looked at Brian and he wasn't sure at that point in time he really had to make a decision whether he was moving in with his parents or not and I said you know what you're in this stage of life like you're almost 50 like um And he really didn't want to rock the boat. Like, relationships with his parents were great. So moving back in, would they still be great? Would they not? It's kind of hard to say when you've been a grown-up man for many, many years, going back and maybe having to be quiet and, you know, watch what you say, watch what you do. Be home by 10 o'clock. And being asked questions. That's why, like, there's a whole other freedom thing when, like, nobody's like, I heard you get up at 1130 and uh, what were you doing and who were you talking to? Totally. So then I said, you know what, this is it. Like, you're already questioning that. Just move in. And if Mr. X doesn't want to be here, well, then he already needs to move out. I need him to move out. And uh, so Brian moved in, and we moved Mr. X's stuff out, and he slept on the couch for the most part. And they kind of, I mean, they got along. They were civil. Mm -hmm. But then Mr. X thought that he could live in the house while we while we went to work like our 40 plus hours a week each of us and then he could just game all day and I finally I sent us a text the three of us he told me about these I I, I like I know all this stuff I like I I do know all this he would say uh yeah and he's like oh she won't even text me by myself she has to include Brian yeah Oh, I was for accountability. Well, yes. wouldn't you would think he would want to leave, yes. would not want to be in that situation. He was free. He was yep. free riding. Free yeah. riding. This is, this is, yeah. Yeah. And for the longest time, he, I just thought because of COVID, he oh. was unemployed. I didn't find out till just before he moved out 
that he had actually quit his job. He just told everybody that he was unemployed because of COVID, and that was that. How convenient. (laughs) So I was like, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't game all day. You are not 12. Like, you can't game all day if you're not going to find another job, which during COVID was kind of hard anyway. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to find another way to make money, then you then you need to take care of the house. Like we're out here working our asses off. And um, it took him, I sent that text message and within three weeks he was gone. He actually disappeared. He didn't say he was moving out. We went away for the day and came home and he had left. His best friend had picked him up. And that was the first time. And then eventually he moved his stuff out, and that's when I met you. Yeah, because the day that he moved his stuff out, they actually, it mostly went into the storage, the new storage that he oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, rented that I paid for the first month. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, goes into the rental office, and he's like, um, okay, um, do you, do, can, um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, he has the balls to ask. He's like, He has the balls to ask. Like, he's like, um, so do you mind paying for this? Because, you know, um, I, you know, once I start working and at, at his friend's house doing the dog sitting slash cleaning house and oh, all the that. professional dog sitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, um, you know, they were going to give him a couple hundred dollars a week and then he would be able to that pay me. That was sarcastic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay, oh, yeah, we don't we don't stand for sarcasm here, oh, lady. <laughs> Who do you think we are? <laughs> I'm joking. There was no professional dog walking, dog sitting, dog grooming, whatever business. No. Um, but yeah, he yeah we moved his stuff into the storage, and then there, whatever was left went into his friend's car, and then mm-hmm. he drove back that weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then he it was like he was gone. He left quite a bit of stuff the first time and then slowly came back and and would gather up his stuff Mm -hmm. and then um I actually we were looking at eviction I talked to our landlady who I know really well now both Brian and I do (laughs) and um we talked to her I told her the situation and she said well if Mr. X is willing to sign his name off the lease then um Brian can move in and so Brian took care of a ton of uh, Mr. X's debt with the rent in the house. Oh, my goodness. Um, and lots of other things he owed. And so, yeah, he just, like, moved into our life. and um, Like a superhero. Right. Pretty much, pretty he much is a superhero. superhero. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, <clears throat> we all go in with these lists or these things in our mind. We didn't meet on an app. Had I met him on an app, I may have swiped by because, not of his personality, but he was shorter than me, and I just have a hard time dating shorter men. Sorry. No, I do, too. wasn't there another story about... Yeah, that comes up later, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I, I had... And... Not that I care about whether a person is bald or whether he has hair, but most of the men I was dating had hair. Like, if you just saw him on a profile, he also, his son was an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 
he was like 24, 25 at the time. So I just think I would have like passed him by. And I know for a fact he would have passed me by because he wasn't looking for three kids. Like he wasn't looking to date a woman who had three young kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually when I met his friends later on in life, they were like, I can't believe he picked you. Like you have to be incredibly special because Hmm. he was like, he just really didn't see himself being a parent again. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, the stars aligned. There was a reason you guys were brought well, together. <laughs> well, and know. he said at the restaurant, he was like, when you stood up, I didn't realize how tall you were. <laughs> I was like wearing boots and everything oh. because he was already sitting when I, when I got to the oh. restaurant. So mm-hmm. when we both got up, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but of course, it wasn't a date then. So Yeah, right. But yeah, everything has been great. Like we get along. He, I mean, and the kids and the kids get yeah. along. The kids get along. My oldest had a hard time when we got married. So we got married September of 2020 in our backyard. Wow. Actually, so how many months after you met? So that if you met in nine. December, nine months later. Yeah, nine months. We got engaged in July on my birthday. Along comes a baby in a baby (laughs) No. It just made me me more baby. Nine months. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, no, we we got engaged on my birthday and then a couple months later we (laughs) we we had a sweet little wedding in the backyard and we probably had twenty five people. It was actually the first day of the smoke. Remember oh, that smoke, the that the fires that came in and the wind because it blew down a fence, almost blew down the cake table and smoke. I When I woke up that morning, it was like beautiful blue sky. When I came home from getting my hair done for the wedding, it, it was like gray. <laughs> windy. Yeah, it was windy. Tree branches were falling off. I mean, it was just You couldn't crazy. see through the smoke. No, it <laughs> so, wasn't that no. smoky, but oh, it's, it, was, it, was, it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah, and my girl, or my sister, she runs through the house, and she was like, if you're going to get married today, you got to do it now. It's all it's all falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much run. So... It was sweet. My dad uh, walked me out with my oldest son, Ethan. And uh, Ethan had a little bit of a hiccup that day. He kind of melted down and was like, who's to say he is who he says he is? Mm. Because he had already seen me in the situation with Mr. X. And so he was like, how do we know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do we know? Protective. Extremely protective. And my dad just looked at him and said, do you trust your mom? Like overall, do you trust your mom? Your mom's, you know, made good choices overall. And he said, yeah. And, and, um, he said, that's all we can ever do is like trust the people that we love and respect. And, um, and if not, you know, the family's here for all of you. And so he mustered up something and then walked me out and we got married you have beautiful pictures too. I mean, you would never know. It was in the middle of a oh, yeah. forest fire yeah. and a windstorm. <laughs> so, yes. and- so my family is super awesome in that I just wanted to get married. Uh, it wasn't just to get married. I just wanted to be married to him because I didn't want to play house. I don't mm. like the idea for me personally, playing house, but then not actually following through. And I certainly didn't want to 
put my kids through another situation where we were playing house, but we weren't making commitments. Right. So I just wanted to get married, and it just didn't matter. It could have gone to the courthouse, but I know for sure my family would have not have not approved, but they wouldn't have been okay with it. So my siblings took care, and my mom, they took care of all the flowers. I picked dahlias, and they went to the Canby farm and got like, I don't know, 70 stems and then put them in beautiful arrangements and I ordered cakes from a local bakery and they set up all the tables and they just wanted it to look really, really pretty. And it was all outside. It was all outside. Yep, all outside. You you have a big backyard. Yeah, I do kind of have a big backyard. I'd actually bought my dress in February. That's how early I knew. Oh my gosh. I bought a white like sundress in February. I bought some other dresses just Mm -hmm. in case. But in the end, I picked that dress. And so, yeah, we, we totally get along. We have a great respect for each other. If he had met me 10 years ago, he wouldn't have wanted to marry me. If I had met him 10 years ago, he certainly wouldn't have been the person I would have, like, picked. So we met each other at, like, the perfect the right time, time, the right time. And we really do get along. I and mean, respect is a is a good word. And yeah. communication. communication. Yeah, we talk so much. We t- oh, I think we kind of overly talked at the <laughs> beginning, if that's possible. We've only had like three, like nice size arguments. I was gonna say spat. <laughs> yeah. But you do need to have arguments. You can't go through a marriage or a relationship without having disagreements or. Yeah. I mean, it, it should be expected. It shouldn't be something that's feared. No. Because then there's something wrong. Yeah. I had, I mean, in my first marriage, it was every day, all day for years yes, and years. Yes, that's, so, ex- that's one extreme. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then having the polar opposite, the arguments I had with him or the arguments we had mostly was that um, he hadn't been in a partner relationship in several years and he also hadn't had young children in quite a while or a child and so the biggest thing was is he's always been in a leadership role in business and now all of a sudden he his leadership is being questioned (laughs) in the home because he wasn't automatically thinking of a partner in her family Mm -hmm. where and so that was the first probably big argument is I'm not questioning your leadership but what worked for you just like nine months ago isn't going to work for you now. You just signed up for four extra people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and now you have to adjust. And so, yeah. but we really. a big adjustment and he adjusted quickly and. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, he is definitely, you know, the perfect person to be with on this side of life. Yeah. And I think that's what it is, is that we're falling on another I don't know. I don't. I want to. I want to say dimension, but yeah. we are. I mean, when you get into your forties and fifties and go through one divorce, and you're mm-hmm. contemplating, you know, making major commitments. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 definitely different. It is. It's really different because before, when your twenties or even your thirties, so many people have <clears throat> so much. Um, invested you 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 look to your friends you look to your family for advice 
and a lot more, unfortunately, is focused on a wedding versus a marriage. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there. It's like a fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, I think most of us went through that who've been divorced. And so then to meet someone later, later in life, to me, it was kind of more like about companionship. It's like... You know, I certainly don't look the same way I did the first time around. He doesn't look the same way the first time around. We do have, we are stubborn, we are independent, and we have our set ways, so to speak. So finding somebody who's willing to work within that. And and do you guys, is it different now because you're more planning for your future, like, retirement and what you're going to do after the kids leave and all that sort of stuff are those things that are starting to or is you guys are still formulating that plan we're still we're actually extremely different in the future plan which is kind of funny yeah he would really like to go to like a hot state and spend retirement there I love Four Seasons. Mm. <laughs> I like being close to family. <laughs> he. Well, you know, oh, I, my drink just fell out of my mouth. Um, leave it to me. I was going to say you guys might have to, to have uh, two homes. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually joked about that with somebody. I was like, oh, he'll live in Florida. I'll live here. We'll just be in the middle. But, but in the end, you know, we'll work it out. But... Um, we're kind of in the, he really wants to venture into the future, and I'm still very present because we still have a kiddo who's not even in high school yet, so it's kind of hard to dream yeah. a little bit. But, yeah. But yeah, so. Well, that. It's a great story, and I think it's um, a great segue from, like, and how it, how things morphed from, you know, Mr. Yeah. X and to your current relationship and your marriage and um I do think that if you I do want other people to grasp the hope that you can you can give yourself rules and that's fine like I'm not saying that that's a bad thing but you can meet incredible human beings out of like the shittiest story of your life or period of your life as long as you're open to it. And I think the key piece of that is, is I had people invested in my life, family and friends, family and friends are going to watch those other people like Hawk, you know, Hawkeyes. And they're going to basically, you know, make all these calculations in their personality and who they are. And are they really who they say they are? And, I just happened to have family who I wanted that information with, but they were going to give it anyway. We all know <laughs> that. And um, they, and they did that. And they saw that he he was as good of a person as he was portraying to be. Mm-hmm. And all of his employees in the restaurant world, there's so many people, they all said the same thing. That's like a whole other family. Yeah. 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 And and the family who's like honest, they don't have they they don't have to say that he's this great wonderful person. Like they They're could not just blood say, related, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they, they can say it. They how can it is. Yeah. yeah. And everybody was like, Oh my gosh, he loves you so much. He tells us all the time. That to me holds merit mm, when they're stepping out. To hear. Right. So. So yeah, that's kind of the story of us. That's great. Aww. I think I think what we need to do next week is talk about 
Heather and yes. her hubby. I think that would be a great segue because especially Wonka, 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 Wonka. new hub. <laughs> Well, you guys both got married in 2020, right? Uh, Yep. I got mine in Mm -hmm. right before the shutdown as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to have to dive into that next week, but that was great. Thanks, Amy. Learned a lot. It's a very nice, heartfelt, I mean, inspirational hope, you know, all those positive words, a nice positive story because we've been talking a little bit of negative for a bit here. So, um, we got yeah. to turn, turn around a little bit. Around. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. And I think that there was a lot of information in there, you know, that that people can take away about, you know, obviously giving people chances mm-hmm. as far as, you know, they may not be, you know, especially because you were uncertain of who he was and you weren't yeah. ready or you didn't yeah. think or you thought you had to give yourself time yeah. because of what you went through and plus because it was chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, it, you felt you led with your heart, mm-hmm. but you also had your brain. Yeah, so you conviction. were kind of being cautious yep. at the mm-hmm. same time. I, I think, I think some people need to learn from it because it's either one way or the other. I don't think people know how to mm-hmm. mediate between that, that line where you're either, you know, looking for a relationship and all in or, you know, I've got to be cautious and I've got to be careful mm-hmm. and this is what happened and but my life. There can become a chance when you're overly cautious and then that's exactly what I'm trying to get to come yeah. from it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or you're not cautious at all. Yeah. And then, yeah, nothing could good can come. From that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not usually. No, it's, it's true. It's true. Oh, sometimes I need to just not talk. <laughs> Oh, I no, think nobody man. would think that about no, you. I don't know. No. Okay, well. Well, we can't wait to listen to your okay. story well, next dun, week. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll yeah. be good. I think it would be yeah, a great story. I'll be happy to tell it. Okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us. Yes. yes. This is another fun-filled episode. Hopefully, yeah, everybody had a good time, and we'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us, and we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop dot your story at gmail.com. Until next week. Bye. Bye.